Attempting to Well, thank you for tuning in. This is Matt Santos of The Mile High Show. You're listening to episode number 186. Uh, This week's show was a very, very enjoyable one to record. It is a swap cast with with an old friend and a new one, uh, Mr. Bo Woods of uh, longtime Prescott uh, radio fame and his new business partner, Ron Merrill. Uh, they are both uh, hosts of the Ronnie and Bo podcast, the Ronnie and Bo Show. You can find out information on Ronnie and Bo at RonnieandBoShow.com, including just announced they will be uh, featured as the morning team on today's Comedy Funny, 1260 AM. So go to RonnieandBoShow.com to find out information on how you could listen to them through Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn, Spotify all that, just like you can the Mile High Show, but how you can also hear them on uh, on the AM band as well. And they've got some projects coming up. We're going to be doing some co-projects with them, including today's podcast, where I went over to the official Ronnie and Bo Show studios in Prescott Valley and recorded this episode. So uh, we just swapped it. They gave me the uh, the file. And I'm going to drop it in as this week's episode. So check out RonnieandBoShow.com for uh, info on how you can follow and support their podcast as well as the Mile High Show. Now, we're going to get to that episode in just a few minutes. Uh, Again, that's episode 186. Uh, A couple of reminders. First off, all of our back episodes are available at MileHighShow.com where you can also use that Amazon link right there at milehighshow.com. And what that does, doesn't cost you anything extra. You click on that button, that Amazon button at the bottom of our page, and it takes you directly to your Amazon or your Amazon Prime login page. Doesn't cost you anything extra. You then shop away like you normally do, and then Amazon gives us a little kickback for sending you to them. It lets Amazon know you got to your login by way of our page and they give us a little thank you. So while you're going about your online shopping, you give us a little kickback and that helps us drive around and meet up with the uh, entertainers and the uh, interesting folks, the musicians, uh, the artists that we talk to each and every week on the Mile High Show. So it's a good way to not only support us, but support those artists and and folks that we talk to and get their their art out into the uh, the internet and the atmosphere. So please use that Amazon link at milehighshow.com as a way to support us. Uh, one quick announcement. This show is brought to you this week by Big Daddy E's Barbecue in Chino Valley. BDEBBQ.com is where you can find out information on them, including their uh, every week Friday uh, music program that they have from 5 to 7 p.m. out there on the Tiny But Mighty 
Party stage on the patio. So check out BDEBBQ.com for uh, all the good food and good music that uh, you have come to expect from Eric and his staff over at Big Daddy's Barbecue. A secondary sponsor for today's show is Mark's Beer Garden. You can find out information on Mark's Beer Garden at uh, Facebook under Mark's Beer Garden. Just, just search that. Let me pull up their address. They are at 1590 Swenson Street in Prescott, Arizona. Now, Mark... Uh, has opened up this place several months ago and quickly has become one of the biggest supporters of local arts in the area, including music and stand-up comedy and uh, open mic venues and book shows. It's a, it's a, that whole patio is becoming the go-to place off of Iron Springs to hear great music and have a few laughs. So check out Mark's Beer Garden at 1590 Swenson Street in Prescott, Arizona. Give them a call at 928-515-1044. I've been hanging out there a little bit lately, having a good time stepping up in front of the mic and uh, and uh, and telling a joke or two, telling a story or two. Uh, not not so much stand up. I'm doing more of uh, storytelling and uh, and just having a lot of fun hashing out some ideas. So check out Mark's Beer Garden. They run an open mic on Fridays, but uh, check out their Facebook page for all that info. Now, before we get to the show with Ronnie and Bo, uh, I wanted to. I, I don't know if you guys have seen this. If you have experienced the issues that I have with Facebook in the last. 24 hours or so, but periodically, and I'm the admin of several pages, my own personal page uh, that I use for a lot of writing and hashing out story ideas and things, my photography page under MSP, which is my main source of income, the Mile High Show page, and then a few that I run and, and I'm an admin on for various clients and customers. Now, so I've got seven or eight pages that I'm an admin on. Periodically, when you have a post that's getting a lot of traction, Facebook will give you a suggestion. It'll say, hey, buy an ad. You've got a high-performing post. We suggest you buy an ad. Well, a couple things there. If it's already performing well, why do I need to pay for an ad? I, I'd never understood that, but that's neither here nor there. I always ignore those, and I have for, for years. I, I typically do not buy sponsorship ads on there. Uh, I'll just sit there and, and, and post them and repost them and, and share them to different community groups and things. So uh, I have not, even though they're pretty inexpensive, they're like five bucks a pop, I, I just don't do them. I just never have. I've never really explored it. So I ignore those suggestions. Evidently, well, I, I logged in last night to try and do some stuff, and I was locked out of a bunch of pages uh, that I that I typically can share to that I'm an admin on. And after many, many hours of research and searching through various forums and looking through pages and pages of, of questions, FAQs, and, uh, and unanswered questions, because evidently Facebook has no way to contact their customers, I found that it's, it appears anyway, this is what I found, if you ignore those suggestions to buy ads enough times, Facebook will automatically change your pages that are not your personal pages, but they're the one they're the extra pages that you're an admin on. 
they will change them to business management pages, which kind of force you into trying to buy ads. It was a big mess. To deactivate those and go back to the original pages that they were listed as took me about nine hours over the past 12. It was ridiculous. Uh, I don't know if this is uh, Skynet taking over, if this is the... uh, the beginning of of how Terminator takes hold of our society. I'm not sure. But this was a nightmare, all apparently automatically generated uh, because I did not want to buy ads. It's kind of a way Facebook forces you over to try and sell ads. And it took forever to uh, revert these back to to normal pages. So there's my rant on my anti-Facebook uh, uh, soapbox today. Let's get right to it. Uh, this is my talk with Ron Merrill and Bo Woods on the Ronnie and Bo show that I am now sharing on the Mile High show as well. Check out RonnieandBoShow.com uh, for all of their archives. Check out MileHighShow.com for all of my archives. And this is my swapcast with Ron Merrill and Bo Woods. The uh, the forces behind the Ronnie and Bo show. All right, Ronnie, this is going to be a good one. This is a good one because we're not we're not alone. It's not just me and you. This is another interview episode, and I, I love I this. This is fantastic. We have Matt Santos right here. I mean, he is. I could reach out and touch him. I know. Yeah. <laughs> he oh, just, he <laughs> just. I, that, that's nice. He has soft hands. Yeah, and I'm excited that we have an interview person because I mean, an interviewee because now we we get more equipment. We get another microphone. Matt, say hi, please. Hi. I, I think that was uh, Ronnie's Me Too moment just yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I feel bad. I feel like a nine-year-old boy with these two baritones on each side of me, man. <laughs> you're, you're doing all right. You're hanging oh, in no. there. Hi, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt is the host of the Mile High Show, a fellow podcaster. He's been at it way longer. We're going to learn a lot from Matt. I can't wait to, to hear. But this is, you know what's driving me nuts? What's driving you nuts? I'm so sick of this social media stuff. No? Why? I don't know. Matt, you're all over social media. Are they changing... Stuff every five minutes because I I swear I had a like a lucid moment where I was able to post (laughs) something on Twitter that linked to our Facebook account, and then I wake up today and I can't do any of it. So Matt, he comes to work today. I call this work, and he says they changed the algorithms again. And I said, you know, nobody's. I don't even know what that means. Anyways, yeah, yeah, (laughs) which is true. We we think we're going to get ten thousand likes. We're not. I the thing that threw me most recently on Twitter was this is. Because I have both followers, my aunt and my cousin. Uh, When they switched the notifications from the top to the bottom... Yeah, and I couldn't find them, and then yeah, you're right. Actually, the the automatic post to Facebook from Twitter kicked off. That's right, yeah. about a week okay, ago. I think it was good. about a week ago. Thank yeah. you, Matt. Well, wait, now I when don't. are we recording this? About two weeks ago. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Good job. Yeah, I don't. I, that's the thing. I never know if it's me just being stupid and I'm not clicking the right thing, or if they are monkeying with stuff. But it's it's annoying. It, and I'm an, a kind of an anti-social media kind of yeah. guy. I'm on there a lot, yeah. posting, right? But I'm really bad about actually going on and looking at my 
walls and stuff. And yes. People are telling me, hey, did you see what I posted the other day? I said, right. nah, not right. really. <laughs> well, you were on. I saw you posted. Yeah, but I don't really look at anything. <laughs> is that, are you a me monster? Or kinda, is it just, well, kind of. No. For me, it's work. Even my personal page is, yeah. uh, is all stuff that will either come up in an article, on the podcast, on radio, something like that. I'm not posting things of, you know, like you'll very rarely see what I ate for lunch and, right. unless I'm going to talk about it on a podcast. Right. So to me, all of that stuff, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, it's all work. Yeah. So if I'm not working, I'm not on it. Yeah. I, and then I, I, know, I, I knew I, yeah. I liked you, man. I knew, I knew that was super, super good. We're brothers from another mother. So the Ronnie and Bo show brought to you by Prescott Realty. Give them a call today, 928-499-8700. You can also find him on Prescott Realty. Com. That's right. And uh, the, the thing with them is they are specialists, not generalists. So uh, if you have a heart problem, you're not going to go to a foot doctor. That's right. And uh, so they, they really have these amazing team of specialists that help find exactly what you're looking for, whether it's a lot or a new yeah. home or an existing home or if you're a first-time commercial, home buyer. Commercial real estate. Commercial they can stuff take care of your needs. Yep. So give them a call, 928-499-8700. So what are we doing today, Ron? And uh, – uh, we want to learn a lot from Matt, but what do we? What we do we we've have got to do? a daily dose today, Bo. A daily dose. It, it's segment. been a while since we've done a daily dose, and uh, th- those are just kind of a nice little warm, fuzzy moment. Daily dose brought to you by PrescottClothing.com. That's right. So listen, you can you can join in on you this story. So Ron real finds sponsors you. and everything. Oh Man, come on, this is nice. Come on, you ca- you came in today in a he, he drove up in a Cadillac. Don't <laughs> yeah. don't don't, well, don't fall no, for it for a minute. Yeah, well, but, the Cadillac of minivans. It's a Honda Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do have. Kids. I was impressed by the billboard over the building at the bottom. <laughs> Thank you for the, you. The Ronnie and Bo Studios. <laughs> Ronnie and Bo Studios. Yeah. <laughs> uh, We're going to get that billboard sponsored too. <laughs> exactly. Our, our daily dose for today a is warm and uh, fuzzy. What do you got? You know what? Just just last week, uh, there's kind of a, a, a story that happened back in New Jersey. Uh, some kids getting bullied at school. Uh-huh. And this is kind of a normal thing anymore, unfortunately. I mean, there's always been bullies, but it seems like they're on the forefront of the news and whatnot. But in New Jersey, there's these kids that kept getting bullied because they're showing up at school uh, with dirty clothes. And uh, Are these underprivileged kids? Yeah, I, I think some of them are. And uh, they've got all sorts of stories. Even some of these kids are actually homeless. Wow. And uh, showing up at school, they got dirty clothes, clothes that don't smell that good, and they're getting bullied. Kids are are making fun of them, saying you stink, bullying them, wearing rags right to their face, all of that, and then even taking photos or speaking to social media, posting stuff, bullying online now, and this whole deal. Well, um, then the kids start no showing. Sure, Uh, they're they're missing several days of school because they don't want to be bullied and made fun of, but they literally don't have a way to to wash their clothes. So this one girl's coming in, and she's got a backpack that's jammed full of uh, dirty clothes. And the security guard at the school starts hassling her, and she starts screaming because she doesn't want to be uh, you know, exposed. She doesn't want the backpack to be opened and to find. And he's thinking there might be something bad right. in the backpack. Yeah. He's just trying to do his job or whatever. He's not part of the bullying, but uh, one thing leads to another. All of this... Uh, comes out. And so two years ago, I mean, this has been going on for a couple of years. Wow. Two years ago, the principal applies for a grant and uh, to help these kids out rather than, uh, you know, just add to the problem. He's going to be a solution. For a solution. Super long story short, this guy, uh, he has a, a laundromat 
uh, installed laundry no. services, washers and dryers, multiple washers and dryers installed at the school for really? these kiddos. Yeah. And so now these kids can, uh, can come in. They've got five washers and five dryers and then a growing stock of detergent that's donated from around the country. So wow. uh, they're that's on a good, the, that's a good the Amazon wish list page. You can actually look them up. Wow, that's and, amazing. Uh, nice. If you wanted to donate some uh, detergent uh, to that school, you go to this Amazon wish list and, and look for uh, uh, this, this school that's in uh, New Jersey. And the, the name of the school is Westside High. Uh, in Newark, New Jersey. So hopefully that that sort of solves the bullying problem, and it also probably empowers these kids because now they're special. I mean, I, I think you know now they've they've got a you know, whatever you know what I mean. Exactly. And uh, well, hopefully that works. That, yep. That's that's a that's a nice touch. That's, it is. The, the room's open for them every single day from three p.m. to six p.m. and uh, it gives them some dignity and some pride back. Helps them that's out. Neat. And so, gosh, if uh, if every community could be that that gracious. You know, we got uh, some... I, I do a lot of work for some of the local schools in the area. And we've right. actually got a, a somewhat similar program in Chino Valley. Wes Brownfield, the uh, former principal over at Chino, uh, Chino High School, he does some work now with the district. He retired a year or two ago. And he has been working with homeless students in the Chino Valley area. And uh, yeah. that was something a lot of people weren't aware of. Well, uh, but, you know, when we think, when most of us think the homeless community, we're thinking inner cities, you know, uh, families living in cars or on, uh, you know, under under bridges, roads right, and things. Right. But there are a whole, there's a whole nother population of homeless that are between homes, couch surfing, living with grandparents. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, they have no set home of their own. So right. he's, uh, Wes Brownfield in the Chino Valley Unified School District has reached out to various organizations, different uh, houses of worship and, and service organizations and yeah. things to make sure, one, that the kids have clean clothes, yeah. that they have clothes, that mm-hmm. they have lunch and breakfast and things. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, a way to uh, really help out in an area that most of us were unaware of. Yeah. And the the amount of kids... Uh, families affected by homelessness right in Chino was in the several dozens. And wow. I, it was something wow. that a lot of people didn't know about. And they uh, they have an area at Chino High School. They call it uh, it's a whole nother subject, Kalen's Closet, named after a, a, a student who passed away a number of years ago, uh, Kalen Earl, uh, where parents, kids, students, classmates can donate clothes to this area. That's great. So when a student shows up to school and it's, you know, storming out, it's snowing, it's cold, the wind's blowing, they can discreetly walk on over, you know, grab it, a coat. It's so difficult because we take it for granted, right? Yeah, Those of yeah, us who yeah. aren't involved in that take it for granted. And and you know, Ronnie and Heights Church does a, 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 a fill the bus, a stuff the bus yeah. for school supplies, yeah. backpacks, yeah. you know. And, and you say, oh, well, I'm going to go down and spend $10 and get, get fill the bus with a backpack for a kid. But it, it, it doesn't mean anything to us, you know. And it's yeah. so hard to, yeah. and then you have s- cynics and skeptics, you know, and yeah. not in my backyard, and yeah. it, it is it is a tough thing all around, isn't it? Yeah, but it's, it's, it's nice to hear like the, this this principal in, yeah. in Jersey, yeah, uh, local folks that are that are doing this, and you know you don't have to dig too deep. You scratch the surface, right. especially in this community, you're going to find you know 50 people that are doing some really good stuff. That's right. And then there's those of us who uh, who don't, no, right. <laughs> <laughs> who do podcasts, yeah, <laughs> and beg people to use the Amazon link at MileHighShow.com. So, oh, wait, no, wait, yeah, yeah. the verses are over. I'm, hey, by the way, you have an Amazon. 
Amazon link on your uh, yeah. webpage, and the Amazon link, uh, if, if for those who know or don't know, you, you have a website, and there's a program with Amazon that they will allow you to put your, their banner yeah. on your website, and then your fans... Or your supporters can click on that and shop on Amazon. Yeah. And, and then and then they buy their regular stuff. It doesn't cost them any more money. And then you get ten cents or three cents or it, you get a couple cents every 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 purchase. It's actually pretty good. What you get, it's it's a percentage. Right. And different times of the year it changes. Are you guys on that? Have no, you, so it, I was yeah. gonna, the reason I brought that up is we, we did that. And so we, we signed up and they said, Okay, show us show us your website, show us your Twitter account, show us everything, we're gonna examine it, and you're gonna be on parole or whatever you say for yeah. two weeks. Yeah. And so we put it on there, and we got on the podcast, and we said, hey, if you're going to buy your stuff on Amazon, I started buying my kids turtle food on Amazon. I had a box of 500 worms come to the door. The mail person put it in one of those mailboxes because the worms were getting out of the box. But I'm trying to get our money. And we get an email and said, oh, sorry, you guys aren't big enough. You don't qualify. We're not legit. So they they, they, they turned us off, so we we can't do it. Well, the, the key is, one, you can't use your own link. That's the key because they will track it. Like I can't go on my website, my milehighshow.com uh-huh. website, and use that Amazon link. Oh, see, because Bo, it tracks it back you- <laughs> that it was me. So it's just an unallowed purchase. Well, you can still but use it, but, it, but still, you're not getting anything. But why do you get penalized for an unallowed? Yeah, I, I, but but my mom was shopping on it. My friends were shopping yeah. on it, and we we got up to. Uh, well, I, this is too personal, but we got up to about <laughs> f- and, and every ten dollars you earn. They, they deposit it. And we got up to about yeah. $4.80. And I said, wow, look, we, we've earned $4.80. Right. And then the next day they said, uh, you're not big enough. You don't, uh, you don't apply. <laughs> so we don't have that on our website uh, anymore. So nobody yeah. should. One of the things I noticed about uh, Amazon is any time there was a large purchase. Now, I got a, a listener in California who uh, does purchasing for his office. And he went in and he ordered about six grand worth of stuff. Wow. And they flagged it and says, ah, that's not an allowed purchase. I was like, well, I get Aww. the nickels and dimes, yeah. but I can't. <laughs> but you don't get the hundred dollar bill. Yeah. Well, they they do a uh, it, at certain times of the year it changes. It's like three or four percent of the purchase, which is pretty good. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and then we'll, I'll throw them under the bus because we were talking about them off mic. But one of the people <laughs> that that I know very well that shops a lot on Amazon is Matt Hinshaw. Okay. And he refuses to use my link. Why? Because he, he orders doesn't... everything off of his Amazon app. He doesn't do oh, it from his man. computer. And I don't think you that's... Can't, you can't do it on the app? Is that what No, saying? you can't do it on the app. So what I told him to do is just bookmark it on your homepage on your phone, yeah, yeah. and uh, and he won't do it because uh, he just doesn't like me. I think that's, that's what, what I, I don't think it was the app. I think he yeah. doesn't want to give you the satisfaction <laughs> of uh, a victory there. And uh, that guy, by well, he's got an entire doll collection. The guy's single. See, I don't know if you know Matt. He uh, uh, used to work for the local paper here. That's okay. where we where we met each other. Single guy, mid thirties. Yeah, owns his own home. Yeah, uh, three bedroom home. Lives by himself. One whole bedroom is dedicated strictly to his doll collection. He calls them action figures. <laughs> Hold on. I, he call, no, not that kind of doll. He, he calls them action figures. America, they're America, dolls. Are they're you dolls. telling me? Are you telling me now? I got a, I got an eleven year old daughter. Are you telling me right here, right now, that American Girl doll makes an action figure? Is that, is that what you're saying, huh, Matt Hinshaw? Come on. 
on, come on, man. I know better. Understand why he's single. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> there's a, well, there's a lot of reasons why he's single. Uh, sorry, we love happen, you, Matt. We just love happens you. to be sorry, one of them. Matt Hinshaw couldn't be here today. <laughs> we right. only have three mics, or we uh, would have included you. That's for sure. But, so, but yeah, give us give us a little of the backstory, Matt. Just um, we know you're originally from the Bay Area, but can you give us just a quick uh, and backstory on who and, you are? And also, how did we meet? I mean, let's just let's go back memory yeah. lane. But probably, go ahead. Probably, so how did you get here? Bo and I probably met. We probably met at the arena. I'm guessing. Sure, those kind of things. Something like that. I uh, I came from the San Francisco Bay Area, uh, right outside of Oakland, an Oakland suburb. Yeah, a very small town uh, in the Bay Area. A small town of 150. Fifty thousand. <laughs> it was uh, if you it, when I was growing up there, uh, Hayward, California. It's between Oakland and San Jose. Yeah. So in the evening news on the weather map, it would go Oakland, San Leandro, skip us, Fremont <laughs> to San Jose. We were too small to make the weather map. Oh man! And I moved from there to uh, the metropolis known as Paulden, Arizona. Oh, how did thirty nine hundred? Thirty nine hundred. Wow. Uh, at an early age, uh, late 70s, early 80s, okay. I started uh, uh, exploring photography and yeah. really fell in love with it and yeah. got my first job as a news photographer in the Bay Area in 1980, late 80, early 81, awesome. as a kid. Mom had to drive me to and from assignments. Wow. I didn't That's tell them how cool. old I was. Right. So yeah. they, were, uh, they were a little surprised when I would show up with, uh, with Mommy Santos driving me around. <laughs> uh, Fake it till you make yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And was involved in photojournalism and, and mass media throughout my high school days and, wow. and on into the, the late 1990s. You are a phenomenal photographer. Well, thank Matt. you. Yeah. And in uh, in the late '90s, when things started shifting from from silver and, and film to digital, mm. uh, I was doing a lot of photojournalism, and I ran a photo lab. I was a co-owner of a photo lab. Oh, cool! And it came to the time when we were going to have to invest very heavily into the digital market. Mm. And after doing it for you know close to twenty years. I was just a little burned out. Yeah. Like you get in anything. Sure, I yeah. just got yeah. burned out. Yeah. I was recently married. Mm-hmm. And when I was single and all my buddies worked with me and for me, right. we were at, I had a little apartment above the lab and we hung out there and you know, I'd spend 20 hours a day at work. And, yeah. and, and an extra it, room filled with dolls. And no, got, no <laughs> dolls, but we did have a poker room and a wet oh, bar. Oh, that's nice. Wait uh, a minute. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was a long time ago. I'm, I'm a much better individual now. Uh, but then I got married. I got married in 1995 and it just was not conducive. When you love a job so much, and a lot of this same thing with you and Radio right, Bow, yeah. uh, musicians that I know, yeah. where their life is surrounded about what they do and their their art and their what right. they do is fun, it's very easy to be at work 20 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, It's not very easy to be at work 20 hours a day and be a newlywed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I got very burned out. My wife was burned out about what, you know, the, the way the work schedule was. So we sold the business. Yeah. And I took a, a, a hard left turn and yeah. took another uh, another job. Wow. It was just I, I needed health benefits. Yeah. Took the first job I could find with health benefits. Yeah. And uh, planned on being there about a year. It was in the security industry, an uh-huh. investigative company, yeah. and, who I actually had done some work for as a photographer, and that was my in. I got to work yeah. with the guy. And uh, after running a business for a number of years, it became apparent that I was not their normal employee. It was uh-huh. a lot of you know students working part-time. It was a lot of guys in between gotcha. jobs. And uh, I... 
you know, not not tooting my own horn or nothing, but it was I advanced pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. And I was there about nine years and yeah. got burned out there. I was running an office. It was a high tech security company, and we were doing a lot of investigatives yeah. for uh, Sandisk, MacStore. Did a lot of work okay. for Intel. Yeah. And I started doing the same thing. Mm. I was working uh, seven days a week, yeah. eighteen hours a day. Yeah. And kind of got fed up and decided I was going to quit or move, and they transferred me to northern Arizona. Wow. And so I packed where, up. Where in northern Arizona? Well, this, I mean, the company was going to, well, I guess Central, was it Prescott? I guess. Was it yeah, the, Phoenix? The, I turned in my note. I called my boss, and I said, look, I, he was out of Denver. They yeah. had the whole western region. And I said, I'm done. I, I can't do this anymore. It, right. I'm, everything's turned upside down it's not healthy i'm gonna i'm gonna kill myself if i stay here no, he goes tough. have you ever heard of a town called prescott arizona <laughs> <laughs> and this was in uh summer of 2004 okay. and oddly enough just no by chance my brother had moved from northern california to prescott that wow. spring wow. and i said oddly enough, my brother just moved there he goes yeah. we're bidding on a job and we need a guy to run the office one cornerstone job, and then we'll book a couple other little things yeah. off to the side to support it. Keep you at the same salary. Yeah. You'll be work- working Monday through Friday, nine to five. You wow. want it. So I looked online. Yeah. I bought a house on the internet. No way. <laughs> Sight unseen. No way. Oh, that's amazing. I call, I call my brother. He goes, yeah. uh, I said, who's the realtor you used? Yeah. He gives me the name. I said, give her this address. See, so right. she, and it turned out... The house in Paulden was being sold by her company anyway, Okay, by her local realty office. I said, go out there with her and check it out. Yeah. So he's out there. He calls me up. He goes, hey, it's a nice house. Site-built yeah. home. It's on a half an acre. Nice. And, and I Coming said, okay. from California, yeah. it's great. Yeah, that's And I, I said, uh, tell her to send me the paperwork. And he goes, mm. well, you can't. When are you going to come out and look at it? It's not just have a FedEx it. I'll <laughs> sign it. have it notarized. He that's because you got to look at it. I right, said, do right, me a right. favor. And he puts her on the phone. She goes, I can't do this. I, I trust my brother. Give him the phone. Yeah. I said, look up. He goes, well, what do you mean? I go, Wait, you, are you in the living room? <laughs> he goes, yeah. I said, look up. And he, go, he goes, okay, I'm looking up. What, Does it have a roof? I said, what do you see? And he goes, I see the roof. I said, can you see the sky? He goes, no, I'm inside. I said, if the, you can't see the sky from the living room at the price they're asking, I'll, I'll buy it. it. Yeah. So I bought it sight unseen. That's great. And uh, moved my wife 900 miles away from home where we knew nobody because my yeah. brother was in Prescott. Uh, and uh, so that was a tough sell already. Yeah. You know, move into an area. She knew nobody. I knew nobody. We yeah. bought a house on the internet. We move in. Two weeks after we get here, uh, I get a call from my boss, and he goes, hey, that job we were bidding on in Prescott, oh, it's no. not going through. I need you to move to Phoenix. Oh. <laughs> so I turned in my two weeks notice. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I move my wife 900 miles away from home. We buy a house unseen. We're living in an area we don't know anybody. Right. And I'm unemployed in two Oof. weeks. It was uh, it was an interesting 2004. Yeah, so, uh, so you have a background in photography. Yeah, you know that's uh, my and, that's and my. So so you you, you obviously career. got got work here in town, right? Well, so were you working for the newspaper? Were you well, doing? I started freelance outside stuff. Freelance yeah, stuff. I started freelancing for the local paper here in uh, 2005. And uh, I, since I was in security investigation, when we moved out here, that Walmart over on Gale Gardner was just opening. Okay. So I applied for a loss prevention, and they said, uh, well, you know, we'd love to have you. Looking at my resume, I ran a, a security office for you know, nine years, and yeah. we'd love to have you, but we do not hire anybody in loss prevention from the outside. 
Mm. We only move them up from the employees. So that was did, the pro- so, process. So, so then did you ask, do you have any jobs in produce? No, but oddly <laughs> enough, now having been away from a photo lab for nine years, they said, well, what other interests do you have? Because I only had security stuff on uh, my oh, on my resume. And I said, well, I used to run a photo lab. And they go, we need a photo manager. Are oh, you interested? Wow. Do you know anything about these new uh, printers? <laughs> oh. I said, oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, so they, uh, they had me fill out the application. I, I went in and did the drug test. They did the background. They hired yeah. me. And then I called my buddy who in California who still owns a lab. <laughs> I said, hey, you ever hear of these machines? He goes, yeah, they're great. I go, good. Send me every cheat sheet you got. Yeah. And in about three days, I had to learn you how to learned, assemble oh, a machine. Man. They got delivered. I set them up. And... Uh, and I, I enjoyed it. And then about a year later, they came to me and said, uh, well, that spot's open. We'll move you into Lost Prevents. I said, I really like this. <laughs> I, I got back. I had got back into photography a little bit. I was working with customers, yeah. telling them about cameras. And again, not tooting my own horn, but knowing a little bit more about cameras than your average one-hour photo guy. Yeah. Or, and, uh, and in the meantime, had started freelancing with the local paper here. I started with them in 05. And then uh, was basically working for him full time. That's great. You know, That's up amazing. until 2013. And, and now I, you're I doing you're doing photos for stories. You're doing photos for for sporting I, events. You're, sporting you're events all over the place. I started writing a lot more because nice. they brought me in as a photographer and reporter. And then uh, after a number of years, that just kind of it worked kinda, its way. Yeah, yeah. I got kind of yeah. I go, yeah you I go through those things where you yeah, get a little yeah, itchy. Yeah. And in 2013, I was well, I was running a photo studio as well. We had one in Chino. Uh, and working for the paper full time, so kind of two full time jobs, and I kind of got myself back in that habit. I kind of got in again, day, yeah. right? And in the course of that, after uh, fifteen years of marriage, my wife wakes me up after a Sundogs game one night. Okay, <laughs> that you were uh, that you were yeah, working I, I, at until were, ten o'clock at night. Well, I get out of the whatever. arena about two a.m. Okay, you know, games over at nine nine thirty. I'd edit, yep, get everything yep. done, leave the arena about about one thirty two o'clock. And I get home, she's asleep, I go to sleep, and I wake up about two hours later to a sort of upset woman at the foot of my bed. It was my wife, by the way. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sitting at the foot of the bed, and she's just staring at me. And I'm like, well, what's going on? What Who do? died? You know, right. what, Did we get a phone call? Right. And she hands me uh, one of those uh, drugstore pregnancy tests. Oh, so, wow. 15 years of marriage. I'm in my mid-40s, <laughs> and uh, we find out we're, we're going to be parents. Wow. So by the time my son was about three years old, I had realized working two full-time jobs, I'm seeing him for a couple hours a day. Yeah, that's tough. And I just yeah. got fed up, and I yeah. did the same kind of thing. I quit the newspaper, <laughs> had no idea what I was going to do. Yeah. My wife was unemployed at the time. She was a full-time mom. Yeah. And I came home one day and said, I can't do this anymore. Uh We'll figure something out, but oh, right. by the way, I, I quit today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she was sort of happy because she knew I was getting burnt out. But and scared sure enough, too. And... Yeah, but sure enough, it worked out. She yeah, ended good. up getting a full-time job. I was a stay-at-home dad for about six months, not too much longer. And then uh, one of my beats was the town of Chino Valley. That's what I covered okay. for the paper. Yeah. And the newspaper didn't backfill me for quite some time. Mm. And the town was having trouble getting stories covered, getting things, yep. town council and stuff covered. So they called me up and said, hey, uh, can you write up a press release for us? How much would you charge us right. to kind of do that for us? They yeah. don't have a PIO, uh, okay. <clears throat> excuse me, public information, information officer. officer. Yep. 
So they said, we kind of let our department heads handle their own, but we really need some stuff out. Can you come in and work with us for a couple of days yeah, next week? Yeah, yeah. It was a one-off deal. And I did it. The then town manager uh, called me back a week later and says, can we, uh, can we just, like, contract you? We're not going to hire you. Uh, they don't have a position for it, but we'd like to contract you. We've got to rebuild our website. We have no Neat. social media presence right. whatsoever. So over about six months, uh, the contract got bigger and bigger and bigger, and now it's it's and you're it's, still doing it still as a contract. I'm the contracted PIO for the town of Chino. That's fantastic. And uh, doing press releases, all That's their social great. media. We did a web, web redesign for them, and uh, in the course of that, uh, they asked me to host a community radio station for them, a radio show. At one of our local radio, so you're stations. representing the town of the Chino town, Valley yeah. in a in a in a brokered uh, show yeah, exactly. or, or whatever, yeah. and and you you got you you're doing the radio broadcast on the radio, so doing that once a month for them, having a good time, and in the course of that, one it of my guests, yeah, yeah, one of the guests said, "Hey, you know what? This is a you know you you host this a little different than the other folks that I've sat with, right? Uh, you ever think about doing a podcast? Uh, and I'm a podcast fan. I was yeah, listening to right, him, right? And I said, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I have the time, or whatever. Yeah. It turns out this guy's, this gentleman, this guest, uh, backed me, and he says, wow. you, you, you're talking about town government and stuff, which right. is fine. You make it fun. You make right. it interesting. But honestly, that's not. I'm, I have no interest in politics right. whatsoever. Right. And in every once in a while, I'd sneak in like a local musician <laughs> right, into right. the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, you know, bring your guitar. We'll talk about your next coming gig. We'll let you play a couple of songs, and then I'll ask you if you like paying taxes. Yeah, that kind of works. <laughs> that's, that's a great model. So yeah. he, this guy, went back and listened to some of those shows and said, "You need to sit with like." musicians and That's artists great. and stuff. That's great. so he uh he backed me he sponsored me i launched the uh podcast mile high show in uh 2014 and yeah. we just posted episode 180 something that's fantastic today. so tell Have us a little bit about the show it's an arts and entertainment it's interview it's, but you actually go but, to them yeah, yeah you, right? you, you do it live you do it in a bar setting you do it in a coffee setting coffee uh, shop, so cool. restaurant. and you hear the ambiance in the background and you can tell like if 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 you haven't listened to it then you need to connect with it we're anywhere that you listen to podcasts yeah. and uh, then, itunes tune in stitcher spotify google google Podcasts, and, and of course there's podbean is my hosting company yeah uh, and of course, all the episodes are listed there at uh, milehighshow.com dot com. Yeah, and the archives there, and that Amazon link that you can click. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, but uh, it's uh, truly and honestly, it's an excuse for me to get at because Bo, you know right. this. We, we like you're, talking. You, well, you're talking, you're having fun. But whenever you were at shows, you were emceeing shows, right. introducing musical acts or comedy yes. acts, whatever right. plays. You're there, but you're there working. It's a job, yeah, yeah. but it's still you're working. I covered musicians for the paper and for other things and covered the hockey games and, and all that stuff, but it was always work. Mm-hmm. But now I get to go and kind of hang out and talk to neat. people. And really, you know, instead of just photographing people or interviewing them for a written word, I get to just sit down and have a conversation. Right. So truly and honestly, it's a way for me to go out and goof off and yeah, make a bug or two. Cool. So I don't have a good question, but tell me, uh, so you've been doing this for at least four or five years. I mean, you four, know, yeah, going uh, on five. Four years this December. I launched it yeah. in December of, of 14. We started three weeks ago. 
Yeah. So we've got a ways to go. No. Um, so that so, beard was not three weeks ago. No, that's <laughs> for sure. That's so, for sure. Uh, so, so, uh, um, so, who, who are some? Of, what are some of the highlights? Do you have highlights? Uh, you know, lowlights. I, I mean, do we, you we have were, any any memorable stories? A friend of yours that uh, both of you guys have worked with uh, in the past, I'm sure, Ted Leonard. Uh, yeah. He, yeah. he was. I want to say, I love Ted. The fifth or sixth episode, somewhere in the first, in the top ten, and top ten of my interviews. Because Ted, if you don't know Ted Leonard, owner of Prescott Pro Sound, right. former musician himself, anytime there was a big event in Yavapai County, Ted Leonard is providing your uh, your sound, your stage, yeah. your lighting. Yeah. And uh, uh, besides being just a dynamite guy and a great guy, right. he is hilarious. And he oh, is just man. a He's character. A riot. That's for sure. When Filled talk- with passion. He, he, yeah. he loves people. He loves to talk to you. He's funny. So him and I met up at the Hotel St. Michael's for breakfast one morning about 7 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And we ordered breakfast. I hit record on the recorders. Yep. And we just talked and ate for about uh, an hour. And it was great. a blast. So, so uh, do, you get, do you get looks? Uh, when you're doing this, I mean, you, yeah, you I probably get, you I talk get looks to them. walking down the street. No, so I don't mean, I don't mean <laughs> that. I don't mean that. Do you get cat calls? No, <laughs> no, I don't mean that. So, so you say to a manager of an establishment, "Hey," uh, and the manager says, "Hey, why don't you come in and inter- yeah. interview my guy or my band or whatever? Use my restaurant here." So that's settled. You've made that agreement. Uh-huh. But when you're doing that. Do people at the other table or do people walking into the establishment go, What's, what are those? Look, there's a bunch of wires and stuff. What are those two guys doing? Exactly. And not only do customers, but the wait staff will come over. Waiters, waitresses, bartenders, they'll come over. Hey, what are you guys doing? Yeah, or, yeah. or they'll walk up and like be really quiet. Do I got to wish? No, talk. Yeah, Because yeah. we're going to talk Bring about where we are. Yeah. And if uh, just the other day, uh, Maddie and Sean and I were recording an intro at one of the local establishments. And this lady just walked over. Oh, what are you guys doing? So we talked to her for about three or four minutes. Did you leave that in the end? Oh, yeah, of course. What are you guys great. doing? We and just now, the Mile High Show. That's awesome. <laughs> but typically what I'll do is uh, also before I go out and record, if I know I'm going to be at you know uh, Bob's Coffee Shop or whatever yeah, it is, yeah. I'll tweet that out. I'll put it on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I'm going to be sitting down with Bo Woods, and we're going to be talking about his radio career at uh, about noon at so-and-so. Right? Come on by. That's and then cool. people show up yeah. and can kind of yeah, be like an audience right exactly. there. That's so cool. And we have had anywhere from nobody showing up yeah. to one or two people show up, right. three or four. We've done a couple of live shows where we've had 60, 70 people wow. show up. And it's a lot of fun. That's cool. And it kind of goes into how the show's structured or not structured, I guess. I don't have too many rules on my podcast. It's kind of I, yeah, I've just free jo- form. And- I've joked around. I'm going to change it from the Mile High Show to Tangents because we kind of go <laughs> yeah. all over the place. But one of the things that I really try and do is keep it as radio friendly on conversation and language as yep. possible. Yeah. For one, that's how I keep it at my home. You know, right. for Family for friendly. for years I didn't. Right. And you know, it's it really made me think about talking. You know, because yep. oh, instead of dropping this word, I've actually got to think of a word that that works. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that, and I don't want to be the parent whose five year old was getting sent home from uh, daycare because you know dropping the episode. Right. So, so that that reminds me, uh, Dennis Leary. You remember that bit that Dennis Leary did, uh, a comedian. I always <laughs> yeah. make we, we Ron and I love comedians, so we always make uh, yeah. little references. Dennis Leary wrote that song. 
A S S. Oh yes. You know H O L E. Yeah. And and he said uh, so he's doing a stand up, you know, and he, yeah. he does a song called that, and and he and he and what you just said reminded me. So he said, I get a call from the principal, and, and my my, <laughs> yeah. my, my he said my my son's at the principal's office. Come yeah. in. So uh, Mr. Lurie, your son was uh, singing this song in uh, school, and we don't think it's appropriate. Do you know that? Know it? I wrote it. I wrote it, and it paid for the swimming pool out back. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, but and one of the re- well, there's a lot of reasons, you know, it's why I want to keep it as radio friendly as possible. Right. Uh, but one of those reasons is when I do approach a coffee shop, not so much in a bar or a comedy club. We've mm-hmm. recorded in green rooms and things down in the valley and in, in L.A. But when I'm approaching somebody and saying, hey, we want to come and record a podcast, we're going to invite an audience, one of the first questions they ask is, do we have to separate you from the rest of the, right. the, the store or the right. restaurant? And I don't want to have to say, well, you know what? Here's a sample of my shows. You could listen to episode 12, 95, and 103. <laughs> That's but don't so true. Yeah. I want it as open as possible. Yeah. And I want anybody to show up. Right. Oftentimes, my now eight-year-old son will be with me, yeah. and he'll be sitting down. Which is so talk, great. Yeah. yeah, and it's nice when we can come in and uh, and get a bit bigger audience. Ideally, yeah. we yeah. haven't got there yet, but ideally, we can get a bigger audience. Yeah. But we can also go anywhere and record and not worry about: Are we going to be uh, blackballed from here? Are we going to be right. able to come back right. here again? Yeah. Uh, can so, anybody listen to this? And as far as our show, anybody can listen to it. Yeah. They don't want to, but they right. can if they want if they chose to. <laughs> so it's Matt Santos with Mile High Show. It's a podcast that's been going on for more than four years. Um, so, and you're talking about family friendly stuff, but I'm going to change the subject just a little bit. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say maybe 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 we take what you just said and, and twist it a little bit. Uh, do you do you are you, do you have two truths and a lie? I, <laughs> huh? For us, we, we play we, two truths and a lie. Yeah, and we, and we, if we you like, can give us some outrageous uh, uh, statements, two well, two are true and one is a lie. If you can do that, then we can say no, you're not family friendly because you, you, uh, you, you, you you did no, my family, the Pacific Ocean. Or my family is loaded with liars, man. <laughs> uh, I think the kid the, the the key to a great lie. Yeah. Is if, if you know if I if I tell you I've got you know got a million bucks in the trunk of my car, you're not going to believe that. Right. Yeah. The key to a good lie is oh, that no. it's, he's analyzed they're just, he is. He is. They're just enough to be believable. Oh yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. See, he's the same that you were on this boat when when we did this. You turned into De Niro in Meet the Parents <laughs> with the CIA. You know they've no, they've got like the lie if, detector hooked up and no I we did two truths and a lie right and you you give three statements and one's a lie and you're supposed to figure out which one it is so one of his is I spent the day with Patrick Swayze Patrick, and a speedo Patrick Swayze in a speedo okay that's one of his statements and so I have to determine <laughs> if that's a true lie but I can't play the game like that I go you said Patrick Swayze I spent the day with Patrick Swayze in a speedo. Wait a minute. Were you in the speedo? That's what I was doing. Exactly. See, so I'm, I'm tearing it. And he goes, that Bo, could, Bo, just guess. Shut up. <laughs> that could be sitting on my my couch normally watching Roadhouse. Right. Yeah, he spent the day in a speedo. <laughs> exactly. with, who was in the speedo? He goes, you're overanalyzing. I said, no, uh, I, need to, I need to determine. I love, we got our first Roadhouse oh, reference. On, uh, that made me happy right there. I wish I would have known that. All right, That's so good. you asked me about this the other night. Two and, truths and, and I, a lie. And I, and I got to thinking... And let me let me just, let me just run them out here and see if uh, I, okay. had, I had a jot so, of notes. And, and so, so yeah, for people that haven't played the game before, Matt's going to give us three statements, statements 
And uh, two of them are true. One of them's a lie. And we've got to pick or guess which one's the. And uh, we, yeah, this is going to be hard. The lie. Now, do you know? You know what car surfing is? Car surfing. No. You stand on top of a car. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like okay. uh, like like on teen the wolf. trunk or like Teen Wolf on the on the van. Uh, anyways, like on the roof. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're yeah, standing yeah. and the car's moving. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The first one. <laughs> I think that's a at, lie because you had to explain it to us. Three, no, a lie would be that uh, you know I paid no. my way through college as a ballerina. That's you know that's kind of out there. No, at three years old. But I, Matt Hinshaw, we can't. You know, we would we would be stumped on that one. Oh, he's just getting beat up. Go, go Poor ahead. Maddie. Uh, three years old. I uh, started my career as a car surfer. Three years old. Wow. He started his career as a car surfer. Career okay. career stretching it. All right. Second, my mom once sold me for a tank of gas. Wow. Rented. I guess rented would be the key there. Okay. Uh, wow. I took one of the last known photos of Cary Grant. Ooh. Okay. See, that, that's see, brilliant work right there, Matt. Because that's. But that's. But that's the thing with Lisa. She said I was. Uh, I was on the football team. And I said, I, I, I heard said, that. And I said, well, was, you yeah. could be on top of the football team in a pile. You could be on it like, <laughs> hey, hey, like family, chew, family chew, chewing them out. Now, no, yeah. I mean like chewing them out. I'm on the team. Oh, okay. or, or as you could be. But that's the same thing. See, I'm going to do yeah. the same thing with I took the last Cary Grant photo, if, if I paraphrase that right. Sort of. Oh, go ahead. Say I'll it again. Oh, uh, so, so we've got. We've took got, one of the last known photographs of Cary Grant. Took okay, so one got, of the last. So he could have been in a museum, broken into the museum, and taken it. He, has, he took <laughs> one of the last. No, I will tell you, I was not wearing a speedo at the time. <laughs> okay, so we've got the car surfing. We've got his mom renting him off, and he's a professional photographer. For and I don't believe number three. I don't believe number three, but and he's a professional Cary photographer. Grant. I know that one. Um, I could see Cary Grant. I can see now the Cary Grant and the photographer he's because gonna, but, he's a photographer. But maybe Cary Grant was at a trade show or and something. And we know and from was, what he was telling us off air. I mean, he he got to photograph Robin Williams. Yes. And, Oh man! Uh, and I believe the first two, <laughs> which doesn't Car bode well. Surfing at three, and then the, I, I, I'm gonna. Can I make my guess? Yeah, go ahead. And then you can. So I'm gonna say the I don't lie is the mom renting uh, with, him with renting him out for a tank of gas. No, he she did that. I, I don't even know her. I don't even know her. But there's a hundred ways you could do that. Uh, hey, you know, go go mow their go mow their lawn or or whatever. I mean, do do a chore for them. And yeah, they can they can loan me some money. True. I mean, pay it off. The oh, there's a hundred ways you could do. Yeah, uh, Matt's I'm gonna stump us, okay, Bo. Matt's I'm gonna, gonna stump I'm us. I'm gonna go with the obvious. Um, the lie. The obvious. The, there is no. no there's no. Yeah, he's, okay. a, he's a photographer by trade. <laughs> All right. The lie is. He did not take the last known photo of Cary Grant. So he had okay. nothing to do with Cary Grant. He did car surf, and uh, his, his mom pimped him out. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. Do we have so, a – come on, make up a, a sound effect for this, even oh, if we don't have one. No, drum no, roll. No, do we have no, a drum okay. roll? Drum roll. Okay. And so the, well, hold on. Are we going to tell uh, – how are we going to do it? Well, Backwards the lie or? is uh, – Well, I guess we could say if anybody got it right, if anybody was a correct guess – yeah. Ronnie uh, was correct. Oh. What was it? I was correct. What did you say? I, I said that uh, the lie was that His the mom, mom did not rent him out. Did not. We need a applause or a bomb or a ding or a to clap or a. <laughs> <laughs> but he got awesome. it right. Awesome. No, I know. It should have been. Right, a... do, do, how are we on time? Yeah, let's got, go. Are we. Are right, we who cares? Okay. okay. Yeah, we're good. Uh, there is a kernel of truth in every lie, I oh, like to yeah, say. There's a kernel true. of truth in all of these. At three years old, I uh, used to. We lived on a corner 
yeah. and our crossing guard. Well, do they even have crossing guards anymore? <laughs> yeah, yeah. John was the crossing guard in wow. our corner, uh, nice. and he had an old car with the big, huge wings and the big metal oh, bumper. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is, you know, 1967, 69. Yeah, the Dodge Plymouth or and, Yeah, big old, Duster whatever it was, was, big, the huge. Boat. And I would get to go out and play with John. That's what yeah. my mom would let me do before I was in kindergarten. So I was about three years old. Right. And our game was that every day I would give him a push, and that's how he got home. So he would stick his head out the car and go, okay, give me a push, and I'd push his car. And, and then one day he was uh, in a hurry, and I went to push it, and he started driving away, and I got scared, so I grabbed on. Oh, no. And I rode his car on the trunk about three blocks oh, <laughs> before I rolled oh. off. And the oh. last thing I remember is the, the mailman going, hey, here's a kid. <laughs> and then I woke up in my front room with firemen standing over me because oh, I rolled off and knocked myself out oh, on the curb. Man. A concrete curb. This is in the wow, suburbs. Wow. Wow. That's what we did growing up. Yeah. yeah gosh. And, and so then you probably learned that since you apparently also started car surfing at three that was that a th- was a true thing that you- was true that wow. was a, and then and then because i'm stupid i did it multiple times in high school and <laughs> well you had experience yeah I was, I was the only one with experience okay then carrie grant because i'm a okay. huge movie buff and and even i mean the classics and there's yeah. the icons carrie grant is yeah an icon when i was standard. uh i used to be a student teacher for a photojourn class at uh-huh. a community college in california and I, I, I'll have to go back and, and time check it because I did it over a period of a number of years. I don't right. remember what year it was. Right. But in the big theater, kind of like at Yavapai College, they got the big, yep. the yeah. big theater. and They, they would uh, show movies. They would have, you know, when I was a kid, Jack Benny came and did a, no did a show. No, man. Uh, this was the school, Chabot College, where Tom Hanks went to oh, junior college. Yeah. So when he was at his height, in uh, or is coming up at the uh, bosom, 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 bosom buddies. buddies yeah. yeah, he came back to the school and did a uh, did a version of Charlie's Aunt. We went and saw him and got oh, his autograph. Wow. And stuff. Uh, just before he died, Cary Grant was doing tours through colleges and things. Oh yeah, where he I would, saw that. They I, would show clips of his yeah, movies. Yeah. he would give a discourse and then he would do a little Q and A. Yeah, wow. And when they announced he was coming to Chabot College. I got a hold of yeah. his publicist. I said, we want to do a write-up, and right. I'd love to go in and photograph it. They right. said, no photographs. You can send a reporter, no photographs. Wow. Now, this is fairly fairly soon before he died, mm. and he did not want his photograph taken. Mm. He just said, no, whenever they would, they would send out older right. photos, and right. no photographs, no cameras allowed. Wow. So I called, but please, let us go. And see. Yeah. I kept calling and calling and calling. Yeah. And uh, finally, I used the thing. Well, this is for a college paper. Nobody reads it anyway. This is before, <laughs> uh, yeah. before internet and things. Yeah. You know. So finally, they said, "Okay, fine. Just you, yeah. you're going to have like five minutes during the sound check." Yeah. So I walk into this dark theater so in the middle of the afternoon. He was going to do the show later that night. Yeah. And I walk in, and they're playing his movie clips on the you know the little clip reel. On the big screen, so you're hearing, you know, Catherine Hepburn, and you're hearing Cary Grant. A montage, of- yeah, and it's going. So I'm just sitting there, and I got my camera out, and I'm and I'm watching this, and then it goes dark, and then you can hear some of the audio going through, and they had some like clips from news and stuff, and then I and then I hear, "Are you ready?" And it's in that iconic voice, wow. and I'm just like, "Well, what's coming up? Are you ready?" And it's like, "What? Where's what wow. clip is this?" 
And, and then I hear, excuse me, are you ready? And I look, and it's Cary Grant sitting about 15 feet away from wow. me, talking on the mic. Is he talking uh, to you or yeah, just the guys? Yeah, he's asking wow. me, are you ready? Come take wow. the picture. You wow. got So I walk up, and it, you know, back in the film days, in a manual camera and everything, wow. I pull it out, I click two shots, and then go to look at my settings, and he goes, okay, thank you very much, and he walks away. <laughs> you, were, uh, you were setting up two frame, two or three frames. Have no idea if they're set right, and it's not, you know, right. pre-digital. You can't look at the back to see. Right. And he walks away, and then I look over at his publicist. I go, I can't. I goes, was sorry, just, that's I was it. warming up. Wow. So I go back to the lab, run it, and I had one usable frame. No way. Oh, good and then, for you. Uh, a few months later, he passed, mm. and every photo that was ran mm. was of at least five years previous. The old right. ones, yeah. So I started doing a little research, which you could do back then. You know, you can't get a whole lot, you know, it was pre-internet. Right. And uh, since then, I've looked for photos past that, and yeah. I can't really find That's, any. I mean, you got so it. it's not, I wouldn't say the last, but it's got to be the la- one of the yeah, last few. Sure. Unbelievable. Because That's he just fantastic. wouldn't let people take his picture. Yeah. And I've got it, I've posted up on Facebook, so Neat. obviously you don't read my Facebook page. Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought we were friends. Uh, no, no, thanks very much, man. Now, the, the, the gas station yeah. was not me. Uh, my sister, uh-oh, she's older so than me, uh, we were coming home. I don't know where we were coming from, and my yeah. mom was out of gas and forgot her wallet. So she left my then 13-year-old oh, sister as at a gas station. As collateral. <laughs> now, this is the makings of a really cheesy uh, after-school special, I yeah, think. Yeah, there you go. But my mom actually left my sister, Mag, at a gas station, got gas, Went home and got her wallet and came back. Uh, <laughs> and I'm fairly certain if this gets out, how many listeners do you got? Anybody uh, from DES not, listening? No, not yeah. now. Because uh, no. at uh, at what, however old she is now, sixty, my my sister could uh, file for some uh, <laughs> some lost yeah, there lost you go. issues. My mom's in her 80s now. I don't know if she has. Uh, I don't think they can put her away. They no, wouldn't put away statue 80, of limitations. Right? They wouldn't put put away an 82 year old woman for child abandonment. Would they? <laughs> oh, so but yeah, great. there was a kernel of truth in there. That it just so didn't great. happen to me. My poor sister sold for a tank of, of probably at the time thirty nine cents a gallon. Yeah, gas. right. Yeah, that's true. She needs to up her value. Uh, go go for yeah. diesel next time. Uh, obviously, uh, you've never met my sister. So, Matt, thank you very much, Matt Santos of Mile High Podcast. Real quick, if I can put one sure. more plug in. Yes. Uh, uh, I through my photography work, I have covered a comedy festival. You guys say you're comedy fans. A, a comedy festival in Flagstaff every year for the past three or four years, the Big Pine Comedy Festival. Yeah, we you're have, familiar it, with that, aren't you? Yeah. It, it happens uh, typically in the fall. It, it'll be September 19th through 22nd this year. Okay, and the Mile High Show has been chosen as one of their featured podcasts oh, for the festival. That's so fantastic. We'll be there at the big stage and and having a ball. BigPineComedyFestival.com is where you can find out information. On that, uh, Nick DiPaolo is one of the headliners oh, this year. Oh, that's great! Uh, but that's September nineteenth through twenty second, and we'll be doing a live podcast in, at the Southside Tavern in Flagstaff on the nineteenth. So uh, check out Big Pine Comedy Festival. That's great. And then that. tell us uh, again where uh, we can listen to the show. MileHighShow.com. dot com. Awesome. Links to everything right on there. Social media, great. Spotify, all that stuff, and all the back episodes. Awesome. Matt, you're such a joy and really a gift to the community now, all the people you're connecting with. And I just met you, and I can see why everybody's drawn to you. He's infectious. He really is. Yeah, he really is. It's a real... 
Yeah. <laughs> He's got chicken pox. Yeah, I don't know what that means. <laughs> He's infectious. Oh, hey, uh, thanks to uh, Prescott Realty for sponsoring the Ronnie and Bo Show. Uh, call them today, 928-499-8700. Uh, don't wait uh, until you have to sell your house or until you're kicked out of your apartment and you have to buy a house. Go ahead and reach out to them. Ask them some questions. They'd love to get to know you. They'd love to work with you. Yep, they're at prescottrealty.com, or you can email them at info at prescottrealty.com. Two offices to serve you, too, one in downtown Prescott and another in Williamson Valley. Thanks, Matt, for being on the Ronnie and Bo Show. Thank Thank you, guys. It was a blast. Well, that was it. Thank you for tuning in for the Mile High Show and the Ronnie and Bo Show. Thank you to Ron and Bo for letting me piggyback on your podcast this week. I hope you enjoyed it. Please check out ronnieandboshow.com and... Don't forget, we mentioned it there at the end of the uh, of the episode. This episode also brought to you by the Big Pine Comedy Festival taking place in Flagstaff, September 19th through 22nd. All the information is at BigPineComedyFestival.com, including our uh, Mile High Show being featured as a featured podcast on the festival this year at the Southside Tavern on the 19th. Uh, we will be recording live in front of an audience. Uh, So uh, stop on by Flagstaff on the 19th. It's a Wednesday afternoon. I believe we are there. Here, let me pull it up. Let me pull it up there. We will be at 5 p.m. at the Southside Tavern in Flagstaff. The Mile High Show podcast recorded live in front of an audience for the Big Pine Comedy Festival. Hope to see you there. Take you off the air. Was it something that you said to the corporation guys upstairs? It wasn't the pressure, you never sounded down. It couldn't be the ratings, you had the best in town. Somehow I'm gonna find you, track you down. Gonna keep on searching around and around and around and around and around and I'm
Was it something that you heard Or something that you saw That made you 